Adam here from Next Level Radio. Ben and I were joined by Jimmy Simpson from the Netflix original series House of Cards. Jimmy talked to us about his role on the show along with some of his past work. And if you're wondering when you can start revealing spoilers about some of the shows that are stream only, which I personally was curious about, he made sure to clear up the air on that. We would like to give him a huge thank you for coming on the program with us and look forward to speaking to him again in the future. Make sure you watch him on the first two seasons of House of Cards only on Netflix, and you can also find a lot of his previous work on Netflix as well. For a recap on this interview, make sure you listen to us on the June 8th episode of the Next Level Showcast. For more shows and interviews like this one from Next Level Radio, just go to nextlevelradioonline.com. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash nextlevelradioonline, and follow us on Twitter at nxtlevelradio. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. This way you're the first to find out when we post the interviews and other shows and stuff like that. We'd like to thank you for checking us out and hope you enjoy our interview with Jimmy Simpson. You are listening to Next Level Radio. I am Adam Gorey, joined as usual by Ben Beck, and we're here to bring you another live guest spotlight. Joining us tonight on the Next Level Radio hotline is someone who's actually somewhat local to us here at Next Level Radio. You've seen him in movies such as Date Night, White House Down, and I know one of Ben's personal favorites, Nights of Badass Dumb. You've also seen him. <laughs> you've also seen him in shows like Breakout Kings. It's always in sun. sun it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You think I get that right? Uh, and Psych. And now you can stream him anytime, anywhere on Netflix with House of Cards. We'd like to welcome to the program Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy, thanks for joining us. How you doing? No, I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me, Adam and Ben. It's nice to be here. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like we said, you're you're pretty local. You're from Hackettstown, New Jersey, which is about an hour away from Allentown, where I live and just about two hours from Philly, where Ben lives. That's great, man. I, I'm, I'm very much tri-state to my core. I was <laughs> born and raised in Jersey, then I went to school in Pennsylvania, and I'd take trips out to Allentown High School with my buddies. So, yeah, we're all we're all big family. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know you you attended uh, Bloomsburg, which is not far from Allentown. I know Ben Ben actually went to school in the area as well. He went to uh, Moravian in Bethlehem. Yeah. And oh, I, went of course, to, of course. I went to DeSales in Allentown. Well, sometimes I would drive through downtown Bethlehem uh, on my way to, to school because I had a buddy who lived out there. So, uh, yeah, it's a great town. Yeah, I mean, and the Lehigh Valley is a pretty cool place. Now, do you still, um, you know, live generally in the tri-state area, or have you moved west coast? Yeah, I've, I've been on the west coast since about 2002. Uh, I've been in California, and I never really thought I'd, I'd come this way because, you know, we, we hold fast to our tri-state identities. Um, but <laughs> I just added it. I added it to my identity. It's also a great place. Uh, out here too. So, yeah, well, cause, yeah. and House of Cards, uh, that's production takes place in Maryland, right? So, I mean, you, you come East Coast every once in a while for that. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, my mom's still in Jersey, uh, and my brother, and, uh, and House of Cards does shoot in, in Baltimore, and my brother just moved there with his wife and my nephew, so it's actually going to be kind of amazing uh, this next year. I'll be able to see oh. my family more than ever. Yeah, that's actually really cool. Um, and then, yeah. you know, as as I had mentioned, you appeared in a bunch of episodes of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Sure. Uh, w- when filming, was that was that mostly L.A., though? Because I know they don't film out, out here in Philly too much. No, no. we uh, They do a little every year. They, they, you know, they get some exteriors, and they, they you know, they're a part of the town, and, and they like to... Like to like to shoot some stuff there, but most of the scenes get shot in, in California. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually done but a couple. I, I think uh, I want to. Oh, go ahead. 
No, no, no. I, I was saying I went up there for I think the, the first season, my first uh, episode at McPoyle. I had to show up on the doorstep and creep people out, and I was <laughs> actually in Philadelphia. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that's well, that's probably probably the only thing I have in common with you is I've actually done a couple um, as an extra. I've kind of I've done a couple episodes of Always Sunny when they oh, film. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. when they film the exteriors out here. So. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's such a great crew of people. Everybody's just so kind on that show so it's i hope that um, i hope you had a nice experience oh i, I had a great time and, and everybody i talked to I, I got to talk to to danny and and everybody and daniel oh, yeah, danny will talk your ear off and i loved it i loved you every really second will. you're like hey can i say something yeah i'm gonna talk to you for three hours <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> but i loved it he was, he was a great guy and it was just it was a lot of fun yeah any awesome. plans any plans to be in this upcoming season if you're allowed uh, to say I don't think I don't think we're going to be in this upcoming season. Um, okay. uh, yeah, but you know, you never know. <laughs> Just to prep for this interview, I actually went back and watched a couple. I know I watched uh, where you guys took them hostage, which was probably one of the funniest and most disturbing episodes of "It's Always Sunny in wrong. Philadelphia" I've ever seen. <laughs> the wrongness of that episode can't be denied. It's too awful. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Now I know before we get into talking about House of Cards, I know we were actually originally supposed to talk to you back in March but unfortunately it seems like you had a little bit of an altercation or a little bit of a motorcycle accident back in March I, I, I did so, I did well, I had I had the second kind of um, I had it, the altercation happened in December and um, some, some some failed hardware in my shoulder <laughs> had me uh, had to go under the knife again oh, so geez. that's what that was yeah yeah so I, I still, long process yeah well, I, hope, I, I hope they've uh, they've replaced those bionics appropriately this time around. They have. I'm suited <laughs> up good. I'm like a mech warrior. Do you still ride? Say again. Do you still ride a motorcycle then? Well, the, 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 I, I I wanted to not really make that decision until I was completely whole again, and then I could make it with like a full, rational, healed mind instead yeah. of like some kind of fear-based choice to never ride again. But at, at this point, right now, I I gotta say uh, I'm. I'm Currently, definitely not riding. Uh, the least of all, just to mom can sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a bike. I have my motorcycle license. I had a bike for maybe a year, and it, the streets are just too crowded. I, I, it's hard to trust people when I'm on a bike, so I, I got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you're you're the last um, variable in the whole the whole motorcycle. Thing. Yeah, the no, rider definitely. himself is. Yeah, there's so much stuff you gotta you gotta be for that you sometimes are able to prepare yourself for it, and that's when that stuff happens. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, for getting on to House of Cards real quick, um, yeah. you know, as, as we said, seasons one and two are both on Netflix, and you can binge watch them at your own pleasure. Um, yeah. For a show like that, how long, in your opinion, is the right time to wait before revealing spoilers? Because it's kind of like an, a, a gray area. Uh how long before before uh, like uh, reviewers should give spoilers? You think? Uh, just like when you're talking, you know, in general. Like if say we, you know, we were doing our weekly show, and I wanted to talk about the show, but I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. How long do you think? You know, you need to wait a couple months, maybe like I six would give. Months? I think I think two months is fair to everyone. Two okay. Two months is fair. I mean, because you can't you can't expect everyone to binge watch, even though it's it's kind of written so well. You just really want to know. What's happening? It's not even like a cliffhanger situation. It's just you want to know how the story progresses, and so you, you, 
you can binge watch. Some of us have lives and work and families, <laughs> and so you've got to spread it out over some time. So I think two months is fair. No, definitely. Okay, cool. Because, uh, I mean, I guess, well, season two has been out since February, so I can spoil all I want then, is, is what yeah, you're you talking about. And if anyone, if anyone yells at me, I'll just, I'll, I'll blame you. Is that okay? Okay, I'll take the heat because <laughs> I can handle it, my friend. <laughs> Um, now, do you like that aspect of it, you know, that people can binge watch it, or do you sometimes wish you could, you know, watch it live weekly and, you know, like, you know, especially with social media, like live tweet to the fans and stuff like that during episodes? Yeah, I, I, there's, there's, there's a bonding element to network television, certainly, and we're all doing it together generally, but, you know, I feel like we're just kind of seeing that happening less and less, and everybody is uh, just watching things on their own time. I'm sure there's a, a large number of people that um, watch it as it airs, uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case forever. And so, I, I personally, I like you know being a user that can choose uh, how how I get my stories, and, and if I want to watch them all in a couple uh, nights, then I can do it. And then you can parse it out if you want to. I, I think giving yourself the option is nothing but a good thing. Yeah, and I think we're definitely, you know, as popular as it is, we're going to see more and more of the kind of streaming only. Um, now, your character, Gavin, uh, is a hacker on the show. Um, and I, I I haven't seen White House Down, but I heard you were a hacker in that, too. Is is there some type of, uh, you know, background in hacking that you have that qualifies you for these roles? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's very minimal, to say the least. Um, <laughs> I, but uh, uh, I have dear, dear friends who um, can hack with the best. And, uh, and so... You know, luckily, I've had them kind of at my disposal to um, to inform me on all the stuff that that you know that my shortcomings when it comes to playing those kinds of roles. So it's uh, you know, no, no, I'm not. But, <laughs> but I sat next to one in class. <laughs> okay, there, there you go. Um, well, you know, season three has production started on that. Do you know anything about it yet? Script or anything? Uh, the scripts, the scripts are just coming out. Um, so it's. it's just landing. Nobody really knows anything quite yet. Okay. Well, I'm, I, they've, you know, they kind of left it open-ended for your character at at the end of season two. You know, when when he had made contact with Stamper, and then what happened to Stamper. I won't say too much spoiler-wise, but um, you know, they kind of left it a little open-ended. So, are you hoping for more of a expanded role? Because I could definitely see them doing that with your character. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think. Uh kind of Gavin's transition uh, in season two uh, was really interesting to me. It was laying the foundation uh, that I see, you know, a lot of potential for. I think, you know, Gavin's existence since his first computer has kind of been about securing a safe place for himself in, Mm -hmm. like, a binary existence, you know. And it kind of seems cold and isolating to, to some, but it's where he shines, so it's, you know, like, warm to him, and it's comfortable, and being forced to engage with humans on a social and emotional plane wasn't uh, just new for him, but it's, it was also frightening. So I think um, I think in most of season two, he tried to navigate his distance as he's led his virtual one, you know what I mean? Like as a programmer, as a, yeah. to a user. Um, but it, it didn't really work out. It was fruitless, and it kind of ultimately just revealed uh, his shortcomings more than it was anything constructive. And I think his last meeting with Doug Stamper kind of confirmed that uh, unlike the world Gavin's used to, in the real world, the power of one's like often pretty dependent on the help of others. And so, having him kind of get that realization and 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 being kind of stripped of all his defenses, like 
like that Skeksy in the Dark Crystal, but way less dramatic. He, you know, I, I feel like he's getting to a place where he's being forced to um, recognize his frailty and that he's a human. He's only a human. And yeah. so that's really interesting to me. Yeah, no, and, and the rule's great, too, for sure. Well, thanks, man. Uh, now, I know we had mentioned earlier, you know, some of the other work that you had done, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Psych, uh, and as Adam had mentioned, one of my personal favorite movies, which was Knights of Bad Astem. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm a I'm a fan of those movies that kind of get the cult following, you know, like Shaun of the Dead, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and Knights of Bad Astem. I think absolutely falls into that category. Uh, and not I the agree. Men- it's, it definitely. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and it's it definitely has the cast to back it. It it, it has the cast and the specificity of content to get the, you know a total cult following. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean those those actors in that movie was the entire reason why I was just kind of so excited to go and uh, and work on it. Um, uh, Steve Zahn and Peter Dinklage, uh, everybody's amazing. But th- those two guys I've I've been watching since I started, and and uh, uh, Steve Zahn, his performance in Safe Men was kind of huge for me, and and just everything Peter's done is is lovely and brilliant. So uh, yeah. Uh, that cast is stellar. It's it's just yeah. It's it's one of those movies that I can only imagine just being on set. How much fun that would be to have worked on that movie. Yeah, just sitting there in awe that yeah. that Steve and Peter are talking to you. <laughs> now, I mean, <laughs> and, um, when it comes to roles like that, when it comes to like the comedic roles, you know, like Knights of Bad Astem and Always Sunny and things like that, or you know, the more serious dramatic roles, almost like House of Cards. Which, which um, what role do you tend to like better, the comedic or the dramatic? Uh, it's kind of more character dependent, you know. It's um, uh, roles don't come super easily uh, for me or for most character actors. So it's um, sometimes you're doing a lot of stuff that maybe you don't really uh, connect with. Like my, my my poor dad is just like every time I get a new role, it's like, are you playing another asshole? <laughs> <laughs> And my mom doesn't understand why everybody sees me that way. Uh, but it's it's uh, you know it's sometimes you you get to connect with a with a character, and that's when it's really rewarding. Um, whether he's funny or goofy or an asshole or whatever, um, it's it's when you can see when you see the human being. And and sometimes I I, I play roles that I really uh, can understand when it's dramatic, and sometimes it's comedic. Um, but it, it's less dependent on the genre and more dependent on on the writing and the character. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in Breakout Kings, it was kind of both. I I wasn't able to sure. see it, you know, when it was on TV, but because it's on Netflix, I was able to actually watch a few episodes of it. And and your character, you know, it's a very it's dramatic, but your character's humor in it is, uh, you know, it, it kind of brings the show around and has uh, that humor with some drama and action, but you know, it really keeps it light and funny. And it, I'm yeah. definitely gonna be watching more of it. it. That's a pretty cool show. I'm surprised it only lasted what I think it was like two seasons. It was two seasons. It was a really fun character and really fun show. And I think the qualities you're talking about, um, uh, Nick Santora, he's a friend of mine. He's a really great uh, writer. He, I think, he was responsible for most of that kind of Lloyd. Uh, that was the character's name. Um, the kind yeah. of that, that spaz uh, quality <laughs> that's also funny and also just desperately weak. Um, yeah, so that, that was a lot thanks to the Nick Santori. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, that you had mentioned the spaz-type quality before we, we start wrapping up, um, 
I, I went back, like I said, I watched a couple of the It's Always Sunny ones, and, and I think the funniest one was, uh, I think it was the D-Pregnant episode, where they had come over to the house, um, you know, about finding out what happened that night, and you just yell at the top of your lungs, you will call her. I, that freaking floors me every time I see it. I, I, people, people, people love that. <laughs> it's wonderful. I don't see any other way it could have been played. It's like the only option. I, I'm really seriously thinking about making it my text message ringtone. So every time I get a text, that goes off. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit, man. <laughs> well, I know we're running. I, I know we're getting ready to, you know, wrap things up. But before we wrap things up, what we like to do is we like to end our interviews with what we call our rapid fire. Uh, basically, okay. what it is, Adam's <laughs> just <laughs> Adam's just going to ask you a couple questions. They're really short. Uh, answers uh, are really short questions. Just answer with the first thing that pops to your head. You don't have to go into too much detail. Yeah, they're pretty easy. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so this is, this one's kind of an homage to to, net, or to uh, House of Cards. Uh, if Cashew wasn't a guinea pig, what animal would you want him to be? Uh, kitten, absolutely. Kitten. Ooh, okay. A newborn kitten. <laughs> that would be cool. Although uh, you know the the fluffiness might not quite be there. I'm talking um, newborn. I'm talking super hairless and weird, but <laughs> be protected. Like a little mystery. Okay, sure, sure, we can go there. <laughs> uh, what's second one? What's your favorite hobby? Um, well, it, it was always skateboarding before the uh, the clavicle um, went down. Uh, so uh, currently, it's reading. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I'm adjusting from a very active person to a, a guy who has to kind of stay put until his bones mend, and uh, it's it's opened up. Uh, novels again in a way that I, I, I thought I didn't have time for, but I just wasn't making time. Oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, last one. If everyone had a theme song, what would you want yours to be? Uh, it would probably be Range Life by Pavement. Uh, <laughs> it's just about keeping it simple. That's all. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I know that one, but I'll have to look it up. Yeah, Range, check it out. It's good. Range yeah. Life by Pavement? You got it. Yeah, I know okay. the band pavement, but yeah, I'm not sure I'm familiar with that song. Yeah, I'll open I'll open up your eyes to all the beauty that white, <laughs> white boy contains. Hey, maybe, maybe we'll play it on the on the show on Sunday, Ben. Yeah, I'll do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Sounds good. Works for me. Cool. Uh, well, I mean, we definitely want to send people towards Netflix to check out seasons one and two of House of Cards. They're up there now. They can binge watch them before season three comes out. Um, and Breakout yeah. Kings while you're there. And yeah, check out Breakout Kings. I think Always Sunny is on Netflix. Yeah, too. No, yeah, that is too. So um, it's, a, it's a variable poo-poo platter of goodness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> check out a whole, your whole body of work right down Netflix. Mm-hmm. Binge watch it yeah, all. Do it. Uh, they can follow you on Twitter at Jimmy Simpson, and I think that's your Instagram as well as Jimmy Simpson. That's the, that's the truth. So, uh, <laughs> we definitely want to encourage everybody to follow you on Twitter and Instagram. Check out Netflix for all your body of work. Uh, but Jimmy, thanks oh, a lot thanks, for joining guys. us. Yeah, th- thanks a lot oh, for joining us. Chatting with me, it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I, right. I, you know, I've been a fan, especially even before Nights of Badass, and I was a fan. So, no, oh, that's awesome, and <laughs> that that really cinched the deal. That got it in. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that yeah, that got yeah, it up. Uh, that was, I think, that was the main reason why when I when we found out, you know, we we booked you for an interview. I was really excited because Knights of Badass was the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> I love that man. That's so cool to hear. Well, so, uh, have a great evening, and uh, I hope to talk to you guys soon. Yeah, we look yeah, forward to fun. it. 
So, all right. Uh, everybody who's Later. listening right now, be sure to check us out www.nextlevelradioonline.com. Follow us on Twitter at NXT Level Radio and stay tuned for our next interview with Natori Naughton uh, coming up in just minutes. So, guys, um, hang tight. We'll be back in a little bit. Later.